You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Yes, and we are back with Real Presence Live and we are at the Prairie West Golf Course in Mandan, North Dakota at the 7th Annual Seminarian uh, Golf Tournament. And we are just blessed with a beautiful, beautiful day. We're blessed with uh, uh, a good number of seminarians that have showed up here already. And uh, wow, that's impressive, the number of red shirts uh, I, I see, Mark. It is. It's awesome. And it, this is kind of the, the general feel. And I wish so many more of our listeners could be in a setting where they just see lots of, not just a bunch, you know, we're, we're saying red shirts, you know, these are the seminarians that are here for the golf scramble, but just to see these young men who are discerning. They're putting themselves in front of the Lord. They're laying their life down before the Lord. Indeed. And asking Him kind of the question, what is it that you want of me? And in this case, do you want me to be your priest? You know, the priest of Jesus Christ. It's it's awesome. It is awesome. That's awesome. And uh, uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with uh, Mark Holcraft, the Executive Director of of uh, Real Presence Radio, and Mark, I just wanted to thank you again for taking uh, time out of Father's Day. Happy belated Father's Day, thank by you. the way. Happy, happy Father's Day <laughs> to you too. I know. <laughs> and and uh, you you had to cut it short to make a trip to Bismarck from your home in Fargo to get here, and we set up the uh, the tent here. And uh, thank goodness we have some shade. I didn't think it was going to be this nice, and it really is picture perfect. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are here. Live with seminarian Grant Dvorak. Uh, welcome to the show, Grant. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yes, indeed. And uh, uh, Grant, can you share us a, a little bit about yourself and uh, you know the process of of you answering the call to enter the seminary and how that's been for you so far? Sure. Because uh, you know, there's listeners out there. There's, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, there's there's young men uh, listening right now. Uh, may, obviously, uh, young ladies that might be uh, see, uh, thinking that they have a call to the religious life. Uh, moms and dads out there that say, "Gee, y- you know, I-, I see something in my son." Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, might uh, indicate that he's a candidate for the priesthood. So, anyway, just tell us about yourself and you answering that call. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I I grew up in Bismarck. Uh, two faithful Catholic parents. We I went to St. Mary's Central High School as well, where uh, that's kind of where I first started hearing inklings of the call, at least. Uh, Father Josh Waltz was my chaplain for my first three years, and then Father Jared Johnson after that. And um, where it kind of became concrete, I'm actually, there's two other seminarians, uh, Isaiah Fisher, who's in Rome right now, and then Ryan Marguerite were classmates at St. Mary's High School. So we were able to talk about some of this stuff, you know, talking about um, regular high school stuff, but then all of a sudden the conversation would come to, well, what about the priesthood? (laughs) And it was stuff, it was conversation we were able to have in high school, um, yeah, which I'm very grateful for. And we started thinking about it even then. I ended up going to the University of Mary for one year. And it was there where 
it became more and more apparent, um, establishing kind of a prayer life and listening to what God was kind of inviting me to. Um, that second semester, Father Waltz, he was the chaplain out at Umary, or he was the vocation director at the time. Was he just following you? <laughs> yeah, I was following him <laughs> okay. everywhere he went. <laughs> and he invited me to a, a silent retreat, and that's where um, I just kind of fell in love with prayer kind of for the first time. And he asked me at the end of the retreat whether or not the seminary was on my heart at all. And I said, yeah, a, a little bit, you know, kind of still scared about it a little, whatever might happen. But later that summer, it kind of became clear, Father Jared Johnson, we were actually on our way to um, kayak in his truck, and he said, what do, you, what do you have to lose by going to seminary? Like, either way, you're going to become a better father, um, natural father or spiritual father. What, what do you have to lose? And that was kind of the, the little bit of push that I needed to enter seminary. And so um, I heard that Father Nick Vetter was on just before this, and I, I joined him out at St. John Paul II Seminary, there for three years, um, and then I've been in Rome for the last three years, and I just got back a, about a week and a half ago, and it's been an amazing experience in seminary, especially this last year um, with COVID and Italy being more shut down than the United States a lot of the time. We stayed kind of in-house more and got to know the guys a lot more, so our friendships, yeah, they grew a bunch. I got to know a lot of different guys in a more intimate way than... Um, the first previous couple of years, so mm -hmm. it's been a it's been a great journey. I have one year left, which is almost hard to believe. But uh, I'll be ordained a deacon in the fall um, in Rome. Okay, and wow, yeah, it's it's kind of surreal. This fall, and then uh, then it's uh, you have one one year, and and you'll be ordained. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. Okay. So ordained a deacon this fall in Rome, you said? In Rome, yep. And then your priesthood ordination, God willing, next May, June. May, June? Yeah. Okay. Ne early June next year. We don't know the date yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Praise be to God. Praise, Praise be, be to God. God. And, and yeah. uh, please know of our prayers for you, Thanks, uh, uh, Grant. And uh, th speaking of prayer, Mark, what we heard a couple times already this morning about uh, uh, vocations being everybody's everybody's business not just the yeah, bishops right. not yeah. just the pastors not just the vocational directors but it's everybody's business uh just encouraging those uh, those young men uh that uh, you know are indicating if you if you're if you're seeing it perhaps this uh, young man who is uh, uh very faithful in their faith uh having a are having this call too and so but it's everybody's business not just not just the priests amen to that mike you know and we heard we heard earlier also we had father jordan bosch and father josh waltz with oh, us yeah. and they were sharing about that you know just not just the importance how thankful they are of people's prayers um but the the importance of praying you know within discernment you know we're in a time that is really just has people all over the place, really, you know, but whether it's their faith being challenged or the, the traditional ways that they've come to know and be accustomed to with being challenged. Um, mm -hmm. But if one of the fruits of this that is happening in these challenging times is it's bringing people to their knees. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I would venture to say more and more people are being bought, brought back to this place of like, I have to pray. And maybe we got too comfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we may have got too comfortable. So, in, in light of what we've been talking about this morning, Mike, um, 
I hope that fervor of prayer that's being renewed yes. in people is also uh, let's bring that fervor for our seminarians and for our priests. Now, I'm I'm still struck by Father Vetter, his comment of if you want a fa- if you want a priest in your family, stop talking poorly of of your pastor or priest. Mm-hmm. You know, we it was a great for me to hear that it was powerful in the sense of. You know, let's turn that around instead of making a comment, being critical of the priest for whatever it is, uh, which more often than not is not good reason, <laughs> uh, to turn that fervor uh, into praying for our priests and praying for our seminarians. Um, yeah. So speaking of uh, Grant, we're, if you're just joining us, we are with Grant Dvorak. Am I saying that right, Dvorak? Dvorak, yep. Dvorak, okay. Uh, seminarian for the Diocese of Bismarck. Um, can you share with us, you know, you talked about, you know, very, very briefly earlier you said uh, your intact home with your mom and dad being at home. You went to St. Mary's Central High School. Yeah. Um, I was also struck that you had a couple of classmates in high school right. that you're able to talk. Can you share more about that? Because I think, you know, that's unique and what a gift. Yeah. But I think, and this is Father Waltz and Father uh, Dosh brought this up too, you know, uh, that opportunity, not just a fraternity, but really, we think there's more, there's more vocations out there than we realize. Mm. And I think a lot of that gets fostered when you're able to share, especially guys, right? Yeah. Guys can share deeply with other guys at a younger age. Definitely. That's unique. Can you share more about that? Sure. Definitely. It was actually um, my parents, they, they're self-admittedly kind of uh, have poor catechis, catechesis growing up and it actually was through sending us to catholic schools that they grew in their own faith um coming home with religion tests and stuff like that and they'd be like oh no, no fighting over who can who wants to study for a religion <laughs> test you know um but it's just yeah the gift of catholic schools that gave me friends who are seminarians and seminary brothers and possibly like brother priests someday uh able to talk about that stuff it's yeah I think one of the things that's always struck me was that uh, we had examples of fatherhood, both natural fathers and spiritual fathers at St. Mary's. So we had Reed Ruggles, who's now, um, I think, the principal of St. Mary's, Mm -hmm. and then Father Josh Waltz and Father uh, Jared Johnson. They were both teaching classes, and I saw faithful fathers with bunches of kids, (laughs) Reed Ruggles, and also faithful priests at the same high school doing the same thing and both options were completely open you know like both were joyful men both were on fire for the faith and both were fathers in real ways to me um, and to so many people so I think that's what sparked all of our vocations uh, in my class we have three seminarians and there's a religious sister from our class as well all of us we were able to give our lives in whatever God was calling us to do um, because we saw examples of it day in and day out at school. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's yeah. excellent. Uh, I almost just called you father prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> Close. So, Grant, uh, we're going to just take a short break, and we'll sure. come back. I want to come back to uh, just we want to hear from more of your story. Sure. Uh, so, uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Grant Dvorak, but we are going to take a break. Please stay with us. More on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Uh, 
seven years ago, my wife and I and four of our kids, um, one, well, five of our kids, one was still inside uh, Mama at the time. We felt something was missing in our in our faith life, in our in our church where we were, and we went through a period of kind of being in the wilderness. Over that period of searching, God led us to uh, to St. Mary's, and we began a journey of conversion. Uh, went through RCIA here at the Cathedral Parish, and uh, there was no turning back once once we went down that road. And and I, I tell lots of people that. What If you are a devout Christian and you begin this process with an open mind to learn what the Catholic Church has to say about herself, uh, it will be hard to resist her. And, uh, and we found that to be the case, and we have been thrilled and exuberant Catholics ever since. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Yes, welcome back to uh, Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting live from the uh, Prairie West Golf Course in Mandan, North Dakota. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Executive Director of Real Presence Radio, Mark Holcraft, and we have the pleasure of uh, visiting with uh, seminarian Grant Dvorak. Uh, Grant is uh, the defending state champion uh, for this uh, event from last year. His team took it all last year, so uh, pressure's on Grant. And uh, uh, well, Grant, we were talking about your call to uh, to the priesthood and the beautiful story you 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 mentioned. Uh, you're you're now. Uh, for the summer months, uh, for a few weeks, more weeks, you'll be at St. Patrick's in Dickinson, North Dakota. You right. currently are there. Yep. And, uh, yes, you're assisting uh, Father uh, Bill Ruel and uh, Father Chris Smith sometimes has the Mass there. So we're glad to have you in Dickinson. Uh, but I'm thinking uh, we should take some time. Uh, I'm kind of excited about this. <laughs> for you to uh, to just introduce your... Uh, they're not here, and uh, hopefully they're listening. But if they're not listening, you go to the website after uh, probably as soon as tomorrow. The podcast will be there, and you can uh, tell your mom and dad to go and listen to that. Because right now, uh, uh, please, uh, you know, introduce uh, uh, your mom and dad, and and just you know what influence they had in your life and your decision for the priesthood. Yeah, sure. So their, their names are Alan and Carol Ann Dvorak. Uh, 
we already being in Dickinson just a couple of days, we get mixed up with the Dickinson Dvorak <laughs> a bunch. We're actually the Dvorak side is up from Minto, North Dakota, um, just north of Grand Forks there. Sure. Uh, but they're both, yeah. It's pretty easy to talk about my parents and just how much they've given me as an example um, of their marriage, their married life, and their support of me throughout all this, my vocation. I think uh, growing up, we went to Sunday Mass uh, constantly. And like I said earlier, they may not have known the ins and outs of the faith. They're so grateful for Real Presence Radio. They listen to it on the way to work, during work. My dad's a uh, driver. He drives all around and listens to Real Presence. So uh, even though they didn't maybe have the disc- discursive aspects of the faith, they were faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the best examples of that is that our, my parish is the cathedral in Bismarck. And I remember the priest saying one day, if you're up in the balcony where there was no kneelers at the time, uh, just stand during the Eucharistic Eucharistic prayer. And we're tall. <laughs> we're yes. tall people. We'd yes, sit in indeed. the front row. And even though other people might be sitting down still during the Eucharistic prayer, we stood up and we were in the way and I was kind of self-conscious and all these sort of things. But just their faithful example, even in that, in, in like adoring the Eucharist and all these different things. They now have a, a Eucharistic holy hour every week, all these different things. So, yeah, their example of faith, but also their example of marriage as well, that they, they've been so faithful. I've seen my dad and, and my mom mm-hmm. um, struggle, but struggle well uh, as a married couple. And it's just inspiring for me uh, because in the vocation of the priest and the vocation of marriage, the more that I study about both of them, the more uh, similarities I see between both of them. Uh, that the faithful love that for Christ and His Church, and and the man to the husband to his wife, it's yeah, it's a great divine mystery, obviously, but it also inspires me as a priest to be faithful someday, uh-huh. hopefully, to uh, to my parishioners as well. But uh, yeah. They're, they've been faithful. They both grew up Catholic. Um, my grandparents were great examples. My, my grandpa, you're at St. Wenceslas Parish, yes. he prayed the rosary at 8 p.m. every day in Czech because he, was still, yeah. he still knew Czech. So, yeah, all throughout my family, I have examples of faith that have led me uh, to be able to accept the vocation, have this own, my own faith. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and to, give, to lay that down and say, what do you want me to do with my life? Um, and calling me to priesthood, and just following that in yeah. faith that he's yeah. calling me to that. So, yeah, Grant, when when you talk about uh, the witness of your parents, and even when they were struggled, like they struggled well, what I process when I hear that is uh, they had their challenges, whether that was just you know personality conflicts through life with each <laughs> other, or yeah. you know the kids are growing up, and one might want to respond to a kid a certain way, and the other, you know how they offset, and, and there's that part of that complementarity, right. you know how they build. But I, that's what I process. But I don't want to assume. Is that what you're getting at when you say, and they bring it to prayer? If there's challenges, well, they're not void of challenges, but how do they handle it? How they respond to it? Is they bring it to prayer? Yeah. Am I assuming in that? Is that what you're speaking of? Or yeah, I, I'm thinking just all sorts of challenges throughout <laughs> marriage that couples run into. I think um, kids uh, like me mm-hmm. <laughs> being <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing whatever uh, growing up, um, but all throughout, my, my little brother has different uh, 
medical challenge like his eyes were really bad and just having the faith to to work through that my older sister um she's in peoria illinois now uh, there's just been different challenges and they've they've always been faithful especially to the rosary mm. i think that's been a kind kind of an anchor and whenever i come home uh we get to pl- pray a family rosary and that's something that we would sometimes do on sundays as well that i always cherish uh yeah i think it's those kinds of struggles that every married couple may maybe has but uh that they bring it to prayer like you said they, they bring yeah. it to prayer and they also uh aren't afraid to to talk about it and relate it to jesus in in adoration as well that they're just faithful faithful examples of uh married life for me for all my siblings and then yeah, a bunch of the priests have come up to me and say, I, I love when your parents come to church because they have these huge smiles on their faces. No matter ah, what's going on, you know, they just have this joy that yeah. radiates as yeah. well. So, yeah, I, I'm just very grateful for my well, parents, I, obviously. I think it's so important to acknowledge that. I really appreciate you, your comment, uh, all your comments, but yeah. just in regards yeah. to that comment of just some of the challenges. Because I think part of that challenge, too, like we all, we all encounter it within our humanness. Like, yeah. You don't feel like, you don't feel like praying, you don't feel like this. But you you recognize you know doesn't matter what I feel like this is what needs to be done if I if I want authentic joy if I want authentic happiness or if I want these things that really matter yeah you know and what a witness that is mm-hmm. you know and it's been a, a absolute gift for us to hear and I hope for our listeners to hear you not just acknowledge that but even how their challenges but how they responded to those challenges right. how that also has formed you and it will continue. Uh, to form you, you definitely. Know? It's so good, so good. Uh, you know, we we have Eli speaking into our ear. Eli, uh, do you mind giving us a, a little look for tomorrow? Uh, what's our preview for the next show? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Thanks, Mark. Great show today. Uh, a lot of really interesting guests there, and sounds like you've been having fun there on the golf course. Wish I could hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, per- it's. I mean, the perfect weather goes it's, a long way. If it's raining, you might not hear the same. <laughs> <laughs> energy and it's just a breeze eli it's just a breeze it's a beautiful day well that's fantastic. We'll, we'll bring you along next time hey sounds good <laughs> well we got another great show coming up tomorrow morning 9 to 11 a.m central that'll be hosted by heather carroll coming to you live from the mustard seed catholic store in sioux falls south dakota she'll visit with father scott miller from the diocese of sioux falls and it's your chance to get to know one of the newest priests in the diocese of sioux falls Plus, Missy Baumgartner will talk about the beauty of the Mass and Chris Motes from the South Dakota Catholic Conference. We'll talk about Religious Freedom Week and what it means for us. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be 9 to 11 a.m. Central coming up tomorrow morning right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Yes, well, thank you, Eli. Good job uh, on the uh, uh, the Fargo end at the Fargo Studios, the, uh, the mothership. Uh, thank you very much, Eli. And also, thank you, Grant Dvorak, uh, for being our guest this morning, uh, do- talking about uh, your call to the priesthood. And know of our prayers for you, Grant, and uh, all Thank the you. best to you as you continue. Uh, have a good summer. Thank you. Uh, and Dickinson. And uh, then you're off to where? Back to Rome. Back one to more Rome. Year. Oh, praise be to God. Yeah. Praise be to God. Mike, I just have one more question for Grant. You know, we're here. It's a fundraising event for the seminarians. Several dioceses do similar things. Yeah. From your experience uh, as a seminarian, that much closer to ordination, how have these events been helpful to you? Um, they're, it's great to just see 
people, <laughs> the people of the diocese. And being away from for seminary throughout the year can sometimes get tough. Sometimes they, you know, you get letters in the mail that are great, but actually getting to see people that I grew up around as well, uh, Tad Brecken, all these different guys, yeah, that I get to just simply see and talk and hang out with is a great gift every time that we come to these seminary events and to see to witness these people that who are praying for us every ah. single day it's uh yeah it's a great gift awesome praise god well yeah. please know that you're in our prayers and the the real presence radio for years has been known as rpr family and when i first came to the real presence radio that was made very clear the rpr family so please know you definitely have the prayers of the RPR family. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for yeah. being with us. Yes. And and Mark, uh, again, thank you for making the trip from Fargo <laughs> to Bismarck, you know, helping us set up this tent. Without this tent, we would be burnt to <laughs> a risk. <laughs> we would be, you know, from Fargo to Bismarck, Rome to Bismarck. You know, I had the shorter drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good. Indeed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, joining us this morning, uh, Real Presence Live. Uh, uh, we are uh, uh, glad you joined us. We hope that you gained from this. We certainly uh, enjoyed bringing you the broadcast this morning from the 7th Annual Seminarian Tournament, uh, Benefit Tournament in the Diocese of Bismarck in Mandan, North Dakota. Mark, thank you again for uh, co-hosting. Great being with you, Mike. And uh, God bless you. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.